we're back. We hope everyone is having an amazing day, an amazing night, whenever it is that you're going to be listening to this. But welcome back to the Safe Space Podcast. And this is our third episode. And I think that as we go along, we're just going to be getting into deeper topics, topics that are a little bit more closer to the heart, a little bit more uncomfortable to talk about. And I think maybe today this might be one of those, Um, not because we're going to dive in too deep, but um, I think anyone who's listening should be able to really connect Um, and you can take it how you want. You can think about your own habits or um, things that you can address in your own life when we talk about this. But Um, Bethia and I were having a conversation last week and we got really honest and vulnerable with each other about some things that um, we were struggling with. And I won't say struggling with, but just just some habits and things that we know that in our own life and our walk with God that we know can be better. And we said, I think this should probably be a podcast episode because I can guarantee you that we're not the only ones who are dealing with this. So um, you know, we were talking and we were kind of discussing maybe a topic to discuss on the podcast. And what I had told her was, I would love to dive in deep about some of those things, but at the same time, because I know in my own walk with God and as a Christian, I know that there are things that I still struggle with. So I don't want to feel like a hypocrite. Um, talking about certain things in a way of don't do this, don't do that, just, you know, just because the Bible says this or this, that, or we know that it's wrong. We've heard that all our lives. So I didn't want to be a hypocrite and say, how can I talk about this? Or how can I tell people um, certain things when I feel like that's something that I haven't, um, I don't want to say mastered, but it's something that I'm still dealing with. Right. Working on. And so what we decided is I think what we're going to kind of do is we're not going to sit here and say, don't do this and don't do that. Because like I said, really in the, in the first episode, there are things in the church that we've heard simply don't do because it's wrong. It does just don't do it. And that's not where we want to come from. We want to address these things because we know that it's something that the people of God struggle with because we're human, we're on this earth. Um, But what are ways that we can help each other overcome those things? What are ways that we can hold each other accountable? How are ways that we can help each other overcome those things? And, you know, today we just want to talk about habits. We just want to talk about, you know, uh, Bethia had said in our conversation, the word addiction, and you can call it an addiction if you want, if there are certain things that you feel that, you know, you're addicted to, but depending on what that thing is, um, I know that it's deeper than just a habit. You know, there's psychological medical things that go into those things that we don't have the experience on. And so we're not going to sit here and act like we're experts or anything like that. But I mean, we can run down the line of things of, um, different attitudes, different characteristics, different, I mean, sexual sins, different, uh, things that we know that we deal with, um, in this life. And I I was expressing to Bethia kind of some of the things that I know that in, in my walk with God, I still, um, struggle with. And she was basically telling me, you know, us as friends, you know, we've already kind of expressed the story of how, um, 
we came together and literally in the moment when I was talking to her about the things that I was dealing with, I had just like maybe a day or two ago had been telling, like telling God, like, I wish that there was someone that I could really be open and honest with, because the reality is a lot of times the things that we do struggle with, which is the entire point of this podcast, we don't want to tell anyone because we're going to be, we have the fear of being judged. Um, knowing good and well that we are all struggling with things, but we want to walk around as if we're not. So, you know, once we started opening up to each other, we realized like we have a lot more in common than we thought. And, um, it was like an answered prayer again, you know, the fact that she was in my life and I felt like we can hold each other accountable, um, for these things. And so, you know, go ahead, whatever it is that you want to say and express. Well, yeah. Um, I would say like every habit or addiction, whatever you want to call it, but every habit or addiction, it stems from pain. It stems from somewhere deep that we subconsciously we we don't really we don't really try to tap into it, or it's like we don't know why we do those things and why we have those um, habits or why those habits or addictions form. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you sometimes take the time to think back to when we started doing certain things or when we started to uh, form certain habits, uh, it's usually, it always stems back to like somewhere in childhood. so it, it's it's a little it, it's a lot to unpack. Like yeah. this, is, this is a topic that is um, far wide and deep. Like it's mm-hmm. extremely um, it's it's very complicated. It's very complex. Mm-hmm. So there's different sides to addiction, whether it be drugs, whether it be um, sexual addictions or habits, whether it be uh, just depression or it's it's so many habits and addictions exist that we don't really talk about or we skirt around and um what paula was saying like we don't tell certain people or we don't tell our friends because um out of fear of judgment or uh sometimes it's just no one really wants to talk about the dark stuff yeah you know like for some reason, like, yes, we're all humans, like Paula said, and we all have our flaws and we're flawed in, in our own ways. But there is, I, I don't want to say self-righteous part of us, but there's kind of like a part of us that is like, oh my gosh, like, I would never do that or mm-hmm. do this. And like, if we all, if we're all being honest, we have all thought that way. we all have that side to us where it's like not judgmental but we kind of but if someone like opens up or says something and it took you by surprise Mm -hmm. gosh like wow you do that or you know and I feel like especially in in the church and being raised in the church we see people and we put them on pedestals Mm-hmm. And 
once we find out that they've done something or that they struggle with this or um, they're wrestling or battling with certain things day in and day out, it's like, oh, wow, they do that. And it's like, we're all human. So the biggest struggle and the biggest enemy is ourselves that fight every single day. As much as we want to blame stuff on the devil, most likely more than half the things that we struggle with, it's a us thing. It's a thing. We are fighting against ourselves because our flesh wants this. Our bodies want that. And when created to want certain things or, you know, do certain things, it's hard to to fight that. And I'm not saying that, you know, we should just do whatever we want, but it's important to have an accountability partner or someone that you trust, um, that you know you can talk to about these things. And that's what me, that's what Paula and I were discussing. And this is the thing. Um, Whatever it is that you feel that you may be dealing with now, again, this is not an excuse and it's not a cop out, but I think the one thing that I, I, I feel like, especially growing up, let's say when there are things that I've done that I know that I was supposed to be doing, I would always feel so much of like, it wasn't until I was a little bit older that I think I understood the difference between guilt and conviction. And I think growing up, especially in the church, I think without even noticing it. Sometimes our parents or our leadership or something, they teach us how to be guilty more than they teach us how to have convictions. And I feel like that's a that that's something even way deeper that I, I don't even know if I have the the wisdom and capacity to even go into deeply to explain. But I feel like it makes sense. Like I would always feel so guilty and I think for me, conviction came in with understanding that I'm human. And I know that we keep saying that, but it's something that I feel like I really want to drill in people's head because we have to understand that God expects us to fall. If he didn't expect us to fall, he would not have died on the cross. Now, that doesn't mean that you use that as an excuse. Okay, I can do whatever I want because I know that I'm a sinner saved by grace and that blood on Calvary is just going to protect me and cover me. Yeah, it is. But I personally believe it's not going to cover you if you are doing things just because you want to do them because you know that God's forgiveness is there. But what I do want people to understand is when you have a conviction inside of you and things are going to happen, things happen in this life because we are flesh, because we're human, we're not perfect. And what I want people to understand is that when things do happen, it's, it's good to feel that, you know, I've failed God. And I feel like that's more of a conviction than guilt. I feel like guilt is like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to go to hell, whatever it might be. But I just feel like a conviction is like, okay, I know that I shouldn't have done that because now I feel like I've failed God. And I know that God loves me so much that even though I've done this, his love is still there for me. And just that alone should bring us back to him. And again, none of that is an excuse for us to just continue to do what we want. And trust me, we understand Bithia and I are 
mid-20s. We're both single women who are not married. It is hard out here in these streets for a pimp, okay? Do you understand? It is hard. for, for There are certain <laughs> things for us that are very difficult because we're flesh and we're human. Um, but I think that there's something that Bethia mentioned when we were talking and texting last week, and she, and I'm sure that you've heard it a ton in your life. Of course, the fact that, you know, Peter said that there was a thorn in his, in his flesh. And the Bible never says that, did I say Peter or did I say Paul? I always say a name and then I confuse him. Uh, you said Peter, but I think it's, is it Peter? When it impedes, I read my Bible, but when it impedes, saying, read your Bibles. He said that he had a thorn in his flesh. What I do know about the Bible is that we don't know what that thorn was. I, I've, you know, I've heard my dad preach on it so many times and the, there's different the, theologians who, you know, say that it could have been a sickness. It could have been, but we don't know what it was. But something that I love that Bethia mentioned was that he knew it's like god put that to keep him humble and that's that's exactly what he said and not only to keep him humble but it's just like there's always going to be something even if we overcome one thing there's going to be something else later on that we're going to have to overcome and all that tells us is that we are completely dependent on god it's not it, it, we can't do it by our own strength we it, it's for us to understand that we're not doing it by our own strength we're not doing it because I'm strong enough to do this. I have the willpower enough to do this. I have the self-control enough to do this. No, you don't. Because if you didn't have God, that self-control and that willpower would go right out the window. And it it causes us to be completely dependent on God. So don't ever feel like whatever it is that you're struggling with, I'm not saying that you're going to deal with it your entire entire life just for God to teach you that you have to be dependent on him. But I am saying that in your entire life until the day you die, there is going to be something that you're going to have to overcome. It could change with seasons. It can change with different life stages. It can change with with different things, but it's going to always be so that you understand, wow, like this is not I'm not doing this by my own strength. Like if it wasn't for God's strength, I would not be able to do this. I wouldn't be able to make it. And that's something that she pointed out. Like it's it's crazy that she brought up the thorn because yeah, I forgot that I even said that. But um, like even with the thorn, like David also says, when I fall, not if, when I, and I love that he said when, because like we we're gonna keep saying we're human and we're flesh of know that you will fall like i think that um a lot of the times when you get saved or if a newly saved young adult or young person sometimes um we have a zeal for god and it's awesome it's like yeah i'm on fire for god and yeah like i'm not gonna mess up and i will never let you down god and that's amazing. Like we should always, you know, be optimistic and, you know, just always strive for perfection. But there are going to there's going to come times when you will absolutely fall. It doesn't mean that you don't love God. It means that you um that you're automatically going to hell and God doesn't forgive you. No. It just means that when you fall, you fall, you make a mistake. It, he also says, I shall arise. And one thing that I love to say, 
one thing is like my motto is you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna fall but do not stay down don't stay there and that's been my motto for like at least a year because i i realized the older that i got and the more that i get into young adulthood the more i realize it's like i feel like i keep messing up like i keep you know doing things that i should i should know better now like, shouldn't those things shouldn't trigger me when it comes to habits um, or addictions, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what our triggers are. Do not put yourself in a position where you will compromise because it's like it, it, it makes it, it, it's, it's almost like you're setting yourself up. Right. And this is the part that I struggle with. Absolutely. And this is the part that I struggle with where I was telling Bethia, like, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm a hypocrite talking about one thing when when I know good and well that there are things that, you know, situations I, m I might put myself in where I know trigger me or I know. And and it's not necessarily because, you know, the situation in itself is the wrong situation to be in or whatever. But this is and this is kind of going into the next thing. Ways that you can help yourself. Well, two things. One is when you finally decide that something is no longer going to control your life or be a habit or whatever. There's something and that's something also that you said today, or you, you, uh, we were talking about this today, but the power of a changed mind is more, is, I mean, to reiterate, it's more powerful than you can even imagine when you've decided in your head that there is something that will no longer whether it's control you or that you're not going to participate in something anymore, or it's just you refuse to allow it to to take any kind of dominion over your life anymore. When you've actually decided that, like when it's, when it's like instilled in your, in your subconscious, when you've officially been like, I, I know more, the power of a changed mind is more powerful than you think. And so when you decide to be changed and you decide to take a new route or you decide to no longer do this or that, there are steps that you can take in order to help yourself and help people help you no longer find yourselves in those situations. So just like you said, um, boundaries, there are things that you can put in place where you no longer allow yourself to be triggered. And there are certain things that are outside of our control. You know, we're not sitting here and saying that you're never going to find yourself in a situation where you can be triggered or you're never going to find yourself, you know, being tempted again, or you're not like we're, we could, again, because we're human, we can only control so much. Um, but you can definitely set boundaries. You can ask people around you to set boundaries. And this is the thing. If you have people around you that are not going to respect or um if you have people around you that are not going to help you with the boundaries that you set or they don't want to follow those boundaries or whatever then maybe you should rethink the people that are in your life because anyone who's not going to allow you to be a better you or who's not going to let you be a better you um yeah you you don't need those people in your life and that's that's a whole nother topic but they are a huge part of the problem. And 
you know, let's say like even in relationships, if it's something that you, you and a partner maybe keep falling or doing something, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you or that person aren't going to, it's not always meaning that you and that person are not, how do I say this? It doesn't mean that you're wrong together. What I'm saying is, is that sometimes our flesh takes over and there are mistakes that we can make. But if people make a conscious decision and a conscious effort to do right by God, then there's nothing that can stop you. And that's so that's one of the things. And then the other thing that I know, but also mentioned is accountability. Like we decided, I just dropped my phone. Excuse me. We decided that she and I are really going to, um, kind of be accountability partners. Like find like-minded people. Like we said earlier, find people that you know aren't going to judge you for the things that you struggle with. And then when you do, be open to having those people hold you accountable. Call them when you're having a tough day. Call them when you're having thoughts that you shouldn't be having. Send them a text and, and say, hey, I I'm struggling with this today. Like pray for me, D distract my mind, help me. Um, and it's it's hard to do that because it's gotta be real. Yeah. Because I think I think the problem is a lot of people because I've done it before too. Like I'm like, yeah, I, I want an accountability partner. I want someone to keep me um hold me accountable. But the minute I have those thoughts or the minute that you know something some a per, uh an opportunity presents it for me to like, you know, go off the deep end or for me to mess up, it's like, I don't want to talk to the person or, or after it happened, I don't want to tell the person the whole story. Right, the whole truth. It's important to tell the whole truth. Yeah. If you're going to have an accountability partner, you have to tell the whole truth. You have to tell the whole story because it doesn't make sense. Because if you withhold some of the truth, it's still a lie. You know what I'm saying? And it's not going to help you. It's never going to benefit you. It's only going to hurt you in the long run. And I've been there and I've done that. And I'm kind of a hard-headed person. So sometimes it takes me like to stub my toe a few times to get it in my head. Like, you know what? Maybe I do need to do things differently so I can get a better outcome. So I think that, and, and to go back to what you said, Paula, I don't think that this makes you a hypocrite because you you may struggle with certain things or you may you know have problems with overcoming certain things it just makes you um if you one you've identified the most important step is identification is acknowledging that there is a problem and that there is something that needs to change two i feel like when you start talking about it which we both did last week I think it opens you up to like, okay, there's someone else out there that shares the same faith, that is going through the same struggles with me. They're in the trenches with me. So I think that that opens you up even more to being a little more responsible. Like, okay, now that I'm not the only one going through this, and I also have to help out a friend that's going through this too, it makes, I feel like it, it, it'll make you more like I feel like it'll make you feel like you know what I have to beat this because I'm not just doing it for myself I'm fighting for my sister too yeah and the only thing is like you said everything whether it's habits or everything like it stems from 
I, I don't know, even like a, a childhood or um, just something. And, and that, I think that part of me that doesn't want to be a hypocrite is only just another branch of a part of me that in the past years um, has always said, like, I found myself in situations not like related to necessarily, you know, what we were talking about, but I found myself in situations where it's just like, dang, like I thought I overcame this. Like I made all this progress. And then here I am finding myself in the same exact situation again. And it's made me feel like all the progress that I've made was for absolutely nothing. And it really like, I always think of the song Cycles by Jonathan McReynolds because it's yeah, like, <laughs> because we literally the first line yeah. is, didn't I yes. this last year? I remember when that song <gasps> came out, I was like, didn't I conquer this last year? Legitimately, did I not Hello. just conquer this last year? And here I am in the same <laughs> exact situation. So I feel like that, that kind of triggers in me a little bit of the whole like hypocritical thing with it because it's like, I remember one time I was talking to a friend and I think I told him like, I, like I, I've, he realized that like, there are certain common uh, denominators in a lot of the decisions that I was making at the time. And he was like, you know, I think that this stem, like he was right on though. He was spot on. He was like, I think that this stems from this and this. And I told him like, I just feel like I made all this progress. I feel like I spiritually and mentally and emotionally, I made all this, all this progression. And then the one time that I just kind of go back, I just feel like all of that was for nothing. And I think that that's a mindset that I obviously talking to myself and a lot of people also need to get out of that a mistake or a fall does not mean that all the lessons you learned, all the, you know, the maturity that you obtained, all the wisdom that you gained, it doesn't mean that that is all of a sudden thrown out the window just because you found yourself in the same situation again. Now you know maybe how to handle it better. Now you know how to more wisely get out of it. Maybe now you can react differently. Um, and again, just because you f you fell, again, we're human. Again, you fell because you're human and because your flesh has tendencies and because like we blame a lot of stuff on the devil, but sometimes there are certain things that I know the enemy does use against us. Like, I, I don't know if I've said this in a previous podcast or I know for sure I've said as a Bithia where I know that the enemy can use the things that we want the most against us. I do know that, but when he uses them against us, I know that ourselves can then put ourselves in an even, even deeper mess once we're in those situations. Um, but it's just about wisdom. It's about account taking accountability. Like you said, accepting this is where I'm finding myself in. I shouldn't be here. Now I've acknowledged it. What steps can I now make in order for this not to happen again? And as long as you're not um, on your own trying to cause a situation to happen, then I think that it's okay for you to understand that you you simply fell and now it's time to get back up. And that's it. And don't And don't beat yourself up about it. Don't don't, ah, man, I've spent so many years beating myself up about things. Um, and I know I, myself, I do put myself in certain situations, but at the same time, like, again, it's like, I've allowed guilt to overcome me. And it's just like, all right, like I did what I did. I've repented. I know that God loves me and I know that God wants to see me do better. So just do better. And that's it. Like, it really can't be that simple. I think that's, I also think that it's, also like a like the device and the the tricks of 
the enemy as well um because remember he is the prince of the past so of course um he knows the triggers as well mm -hmm. he knows that we feel remorseful feel guilty um and we've repented but he will also use the spirit of self-condemnation um and he'll use that against you and that's where the guilt will like really start to eat it because it's like well you know that that's what you're not supposed to do you're a choir director or you're the praise and worship leader or you're the prayer director in your church even if you're just you don't have a title or whatever you're just you just faithfully go to church and you know you have people that watch you and people that look up to you he will use those things against you and make you feel unworthy and of god's love you know what i'm saying and that's where i i always say like even when and i've struggled with it you know it's like i know i did something that i wasn't supposed to do. i know that i fell and i slipped up and i and it's like i almost feel like i get what you're saying i almost feel like to god it's like i'm tired of saying sorry about the <laughs> it's like being in a a a, a dysfunctional yeah. a toxic friendship mm -hmm. where it's like you and your boyfriend are arguing or you and your friend are arguing and it's like i just told you not to do this anymore like like literally jesus just told somebody like okay i forgive you no one help no one here is contemning you okay go no more, no more. Right. and it's like we go and we go <laughs> right back into it and it's like god i'm so sorry it's and it's like aren't you tired of me because yeah, i'm tired of feeling like saying sorry and i do feel like when you get to that point in your life i do feel like in a way I, it's gonna sound weird i think god sees that. i think god honors you're honest yeah. telling you because he can't heal what you don't reveal. That's good. He can't. You know what I'm saying? Bar. <laughs> no, like, he can't though. You know what I mean? And it's just like it's so important that we don't allow the spirit of self condemnation and guilt and and that's how oppression even in. You know, you better like, preach in here. You find yourself going down. You just find yourself going down a deep rabbit mm -hmm. like you're gonna keep going and going and going and that's where you'll find yourself mm -hmm. completely in either a reprobate state of mind or just completely gone because you feel like you don't deserve yeah. god's love yeah and that's not where he wants you to be so yes it's not okay to keep like doing the habitual mm -hmm. or having the same thing like it, it's not okay but do not stay there. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna fall. You're gonna mess up. Like, like, don't let that be your experience. And I've always loved a saying that said, number one, God sits on the throne way too high not to see you. And yeah. God in that verse that says, you know, how I think I mentioned this as well in another podcast that how deep like you don't understand how deep there you there's nowhere nowhere that you can go that there's nothing that you can do quite literally there's nothing you can do that god's love cannot heal you from or take you out of and so like you said i think when you're honest about 
your shortcomings, when you're honest about the things that you struggle with, when you say, God, like this hard, like you gonna have to help me, but not only you gonna have to help me, but also help me help myself. Like, give me the strength. Give me the, like you said, God sees that. And there's no way that he can't, he's moved to compassion. He is moved to compassion. You know, he, um, and perfect love. Yeah. And like, he, he's not going to turn away from a heart. The Bible says this, that he's not going to turn away from, from a heart that is contrite, that is, that is desperate for him, that is wanting to, to change. And so, you know, rest in that, like literally breathe in that, rest in that, the fact that it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how far you've, you've gone. God can meet you right, right there, right? Not like past it or before it exactly in that exact moment and place where you're at. That's the moment to start and God can meet you right there. So this is a podcast episode for all of us, not just whoever's listening is for me. It's for Bethia. It's for all of us because we all need it. Why? Because we're all human. That should be the title of the podcast. We're all human. (laughs) Man. It's crazy. Well, I hope that you guys really like got something from this and, um, you know, like it's okay. You know, we're all, we're all struggling with something, you know what I mean? Like we're all on this Christ walk on this faith walk and it's not easy. It comes with, you know, some, it comes with some bruises. So, you know, we're going to have battle scars. You get to that golden game, but, um, you know, it, like whoever said the road will be easy, they, they lied. <laughs> so it, you know, it's okay. Um, we're flawed, and He loves our because that's what makes us us. And also, God gets glory from that because He can take a crackhead and turn them into a priest. Seen it happen, and that's what you know. God, God gets the glory out of. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies them. right. So just always remember that and always know that there is a God that sits high and looks low and there is no, you can't outrun him. He sees everything. He wants to help you. So just be encouraged. Absolutely. So Bethia is just preaching on tonight. So we're going to end it on that. Okay. (laughs) I pray this blessed whoever is listening and we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.